0: Remind me again, why does the church have so many rules? Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. Remind Me Again is a series answering common questions about Catholicism in just a few minutes. So remind me again, why does the church have so many rules? Can I just follow one rule? The golden rule? Can I just follow my conscience? Why all the rules? Well, it may sound uncharitable, but I think it's true when I say that most of the people who ask this question aren't really interested in the answer. They're interested in criticizing the church. How do I know that? How can I say that? Consider this. Number one. How many rules is too many? People never propose a real number because it's really not about the number. What is it really about? I'll get to that in a minute. And number two, it's funny how people never complain about higher numbers of rules in other areas of life. First example, sports. Did you know the rule book for Major League Baseball is 185 pages long? Did you know that on a catcher's mitt, the length from the tip of the ring finger to the bottom edge of the mitt must be exactly 10 and three quarters inches long? Why so specific? But you never hear people say, oh, you know, I just can't watch baseball anymore. There's just too many rules. In actuality, without the rules, there would be chaos on the field. Total chaos. Chaos. No one would want to watch a game that didn't have any rules because it would be unintelligible. Second example, do you ever hear people say, I just don't know if I can live in Ohio anymore. There are just so many rules. I mean, just for fun, I quickly looked up the Ohio revised code for 2019. You want to know how long it is? Wait, which section? You mean the section on insurance? That's 487 pages long. What about the 654 pages on taxation? Or the 545 pages on public utilities? You know, when you add in the sections on domestic relations and children and elections, check out the 541-page section on agriculture, animals, and fences. But you know what sounds fun? Reading the section on motor vehicles, aeronautics, and watercraft. I mean, hello, jet skis are fun. Well, all that is covered in only 704 pages. Think about if you add in the rest, the sections on liquor, Courts, general provisions, and special remedies, crimes and procedure, townships, counties, municipal corporations, veterans and military affairs, roads, highways, bridges, public welfare, courts, municipal occupations and professions, labor and industry, education and libraries, health, safety, morals, state governments, courts and common pleas, corporations and partnerships, courts probate, juvenile trusts, general provisions, conservation of natural resources, commercial transactions, and Ohio Uniform Commercial Code, real property, courts, and appellate, and who could forget water supply and sanitation ditches. All that, you end up with over 16,000 pages. Oh, is, isn't is this state oppressive? I can't even breathe. Ohio only has a population of 12 million people, and the Catholic Church has over a billion members, billion with a B And for having over a billion members, the amount of rules the church has is so tiny in comparison. The main legislation governing Roman Catholicism is the Code of Canon Law, which comes in around 500 pages. Now just the single Ohio Revised Code section on agriculture, animals, and fences is longer than that. Now, perhaps you object to the comparison and say, well, listen, most of those state rules are never going to apply to me. And you're right. And it's the same thing with most of those Catholic laws in the code of canon law, because most of those govern aspects of church life that will never impinge upon you. So let's set aside canon law for a moment. The catechism outlines all five of the church's precepts. Yep, A whopping number five. So the catechism says these are the necessary minimum, the minimum in the spirit of prayer and moral effort, in the growth in love of God and neighbor. So I present to you the five laws to follow if you are Catholic. Number one, You shall attend Mass on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation and rest from servile labor. Go to Mass and rest. Number two, you shall confess your sins at least once a year. Once a year, it's not too much to ask. Number three, you shall receive the sacrament of the Eucharist at least during the Easter season. So this also means once a year. But if you're following the first precept and going to Mass every Sunday and Holy Day, and if you're not in a state of mortal sin, then you can receive the Blessed Sacrament much more often, to your great benefit. Number four, you shall observe the days of fasting and abstinence established by the church. So on two days per year, you have to eat less than two meals, and no meat on seven Fridays out of the year. Number five, you shall help to provide for the needs of the church according to your own ability. So lightning round review. Mass every Sunday and Holy Day. Confession once a year. Receive the Eucharist during the Easter season. Fast and abstain during Lent. And donate some money to keep the church running. In the past, two other precepts were included, which were obeying the laws of the church regarding marriage and participating in the evangelizing mission of the church. But the Catechism puts the number right at five. Those are the things you must do. But what about all those thou shalt nots, right? Okay, so let's add in the 13 commandments. Yes, 13 commandments. Because according to the state of Ohio, there are 13 prohibitions. 13 commandments that govern the behavior of, of barbers. Yes, 13 thou shalt nots are in Ohio law regarding barbers and barber shops. And we Christians only have 10 commandments about the moral life. So if we add the five precepts of the church to the 10 commandments, that gets us up to 15. But the first precept and the third commandment are essentially the same. So we're down to 14. 14 things to do and not do as a Catholic. I think we can do it, folks. With the grace of God, we can do it. So the original question of why does the church have so many rules? It's really a cliche. The questioner's not upset about the number of rules. They're probably upset about some very specific moral rules. They just don't want to follow one or more of the moral laws. Usually, but not always... These are the rules that deal with our pleasure. It's really about sex and food and money, and we humans really do enjoy our sex and food and money. But just like there are rules in football, basketball, and baseball to keep the players safe, there are rules in the religious life and moral life to keep us safe. Just like the rules about traffic and driving are in place to keep our bodies safe, The rules of the church exist to keep our souls safe. Believe it or not, moral laws are like scientific laws. Nowadays, we incorrectly think that while scientific laws are objective and discovered, moral laws are subjective and invented. But they're not. Moral laws are also objective, just like science's. And also, they're either discovered through reason and conscience or revealed through divine revelation. For instance, take the law of gravity. Okay, The scientific law of gravity, you cannot break the law of gravity. If you climb on the roof to jump off, thinking you're going to fly and break the law of gravity, you won't. It will break you. And it's the same with the moral law. You may believe that you can disobey a moral law and come out unscathed, but you can't. You can't break a moral law. It breaks you, just like the law of gravity would break you if you jumped off the roof. The moral law is stronger than you, and if we try and break it, it's us who end up broken, with broken hearts, broken relationships, and broken spirit. In Mark chapter 2, Jesus says, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. We're not made for rules. Rules are made for us to serve us, to help us, to protect us. So what about just following the golden rule? Well, Jesus gave us the golden rule in Matthew seven, not as the only rule, but as a summary of some of the rules. Because the golden rule isn't enough. It's just one sentence in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which spans three whole chapters in Matthew's Gospel. Well, then what about just following your conscience? Well, yes, you have a duty to follow your conscience, but you have a prior duty to form your conscience first. And one of the primary ways we form our consciences is by learning the moral laws of the church. Finally, if you believe the other old fabrication that the God of the Old Testament is mean and all about fear and rules, while Jesus in the New Testament is all about acceptance and love, then it's clear that you haven't read the Old or New Testaments very closely. Check out the book of Revelation or Hebrews or Jesus' words to the hypocrites in Matthew 23. Consider yourself reminded again, because that's it for this episode. God bless you.